Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kamara Education Island podcast. My name is James Lockwood, and as ever, I'm joined by Orna Mulhern. Um, but today, we're excited to have our first ever guest to the podcast. We're joined by Miriam Hart, who works for Kamara in the Tech Space program. Miriam, it's great to have you with us. I wonder if you could tell us a bit about who you are, what your background is, and what you do in Kamara day to day. Absolutely. Hi, James and Orna. How are you guys today? Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to join you and to uh, to be a guest on your wonderful podcast. I can't wait to hear back on everything that we've covered so far. But for myself, I am the tech-based STEAM education officer within Kamara Ireland. So I run the STEAM programs that we roll out to educators. Sometimes they're for teachers, sometimes they're for youth workers, anything in between. And really what my programs cover is STEAM. STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. We cover so many areas of that in our training. Sometimes it's things like coding, robotics, uh, electronics, design, everything in between. And that's kind of what we try to bring to people through different, through various trainings and various programs. I'm glad you gave us the definition of STEAM. I was going to ask one to see if she knew what they were, but I don't know if uh, she would have been able to name all, all five of them. And so we didn't actually tell you we're going to ask this question, but I'm going to do it anyway. What gets you excited about STEAM generally, not just in schools and in youth work, but just generally what, what background do you have with it maybe and what drives that desire to share that knowledge with other people? Yeah, so I think it actually, what you're saying there, that desire to share knowledge is partly what gets me excited about STEAM. So my background is in science. Um, I studied biomedical sciences and then I did a master's in immunology. So right now everyone's asking me lots of questions about coronavirus that I can and can't answer. But I really enjoyed learning about how our body fights off diseases and keeps us as safe as, as possible. But I looked at research and worked a bit in research and liked the idea more of sharing science and teaching people about it and making it a bit more accessible for people. So after I finished my studies, I got into science education, science communication. And that's essentially how I, I ended up within Kamara to be able to share science with educators and then enable them to, to hopefully inspire their young people too. That's brilliant, Miriam. Thanks so much uh, for that intro. Uh, just hearing you mentioning your background there in immunology and biomedical sciences, it, that is an area that I am, it, it's not my comfort zone in any way. My, my own background is teaching, mainly post-primary Irish teaching. How do you find when you're working with educators, and I know you work with teachers and also um, youth workers and educators, for example, in youth settings, how do you find the uptake among those, that cohort, towards STEAM? Is, is it intimidating for teachers? Is it mainly people with a background in science or a particular interest in science or is it suitable for all educators? You know it can be kind of mixed. Definitely I'd see people who are keen or particularly interested in science joining in with us at first but in the last course I ran, we had English teachers and you know everything in between, not just science in particular. And really, we always try and aim our courses to, to suit a beginner. We don't expect any science knowledge or anything like that. So, you know, it's 
beginner friendly and I think it's one of those things where you can hopefully build up your knowledge as you go one of the things that I find really relevant in any sort of training that I provide is it's as much about finding out about what you hate what you don't want to do and what's not for you as it is about finding out about new areas of science that you do want to cover so I feel like that's a success as well that's brilliant I think that's a really good attitude to take sometimes we have to go through that kind of if we call it the mire and then kind of go I didn't like it I didn't like it and then go oh this thing is really exciting I am enthusiastic to use it with my students and certainly I think now that I work in Kamara and we work for technology I think that's a really important aspect to take when we're working with teachers say there is definitely something here for you it's just about finding it and and when we work as teachers with students we have to take that attitude as well we're like we have to believe and we do believe that what we're doing with them is relevant. Miriam you mentioned a, a project that you ran recently with teachers can you give us a little overview of that? Absolutely yes so recently we were really fortunate we got some wonderful funding from Rethink Ireland and we ran a pilot program which we called STEAM in schools um, so we ran that with a small handful of primary and post-primary teachers to try and enable them to bring different STEAM activities to their students. I suppose this iteration of it was a bit more challenging for the teachers and students and us alike in that there was a lot of disruption to the school year and the format of that teaching took. But we covered our sessions online and we brought a lot of virtual and hands-on STEAM activities to those teachers to enable them to bring um, a wide range of STEAM skills to their students in a way that's kind of fun and engaging and is curriculum linked as well. So we really, really enjoyed being able to run that. It was fantastic. I think we'll probably be able to link some videos into the description that show some of the actual activities. It's hard to describe lots of them. Yeah, on, I know. Yeah. The podcast. So we'll put some videos and you can have a look at them and see what Miriam got up to. And so what sort of feedback did you get from teachers? Were they enthusiastic about it? And I guess not just in this project, but maybe over the last sort of year, 18 months, how have teachers been looking to engage students in STEAM and how has it gone for them? So it's been very mixed because like I said, the, the structure that teaching has had in the last 18 months has been tricky, but it's definitely enabled teachers to work more remotely with their students and still be able to bring new areas of STEAM to them. And it's also, I think, enabled them to do a bit more group work and project work with their students based on the new things that they're learning. So whether it's it's coding and building up you know their their code skills to make a game or or something like that that's really helped them to to bring more structure I think to those little activities and, and build them up and then we've also enabled them hopefully from what I've been I've been told anyway we've enabled them to have plans as well for the the coming years and have an idea of within their their lesson plans what they want to bring in when they are in the classroom and when they can um, have that I suppose weekly or however often steam session with their students so it's been great to be able to meet the needs of online and hands-on steam needs too. Well done Mary it sounds like a really um, impactful and exciting project to be involved in 
I was just wondering, you know, as a teacher, I'm out of the classroom two years and certainly STEM initially was the kind of buzzword a few years ago and then it became STEAM. And certainly I think over the last 18 months, 12 months, even in this particular school year, I think there's a, a huge drive towards STEAM in education. I think there is a little bit of a danger of it becoming embedded as a, as a buzzword. But from your point of view, like why, what is the reason for this drive towards STEAM? Why is it relevant? And why is it relevant, like I said earlier, for teachers who may not be science-y or maths or engineering might be a bit intimidated? What's the need for it? So, yeah, you have a really good point there, Orna, that difference between STEM and STEAM is something we've seen a lot of over the last few years. And STEAM tries to integrate arts into all the other areas of STEM. The reason for that is there's a couple of things. We often see that the process around experimentation, around asking questions and trying new things, the links between that approach within arts and the links between that approach within STEM are quite similar. So we try to bring them together to complement one another. Additionally, then, we within within Kamara really feel that some areas of STEM can be maybe more accessible and more user friendly if they're approached within a creative way. And that's how we love to bring art into it to show that it can be fun and creative, but still educational. You can still gain a lot from it. In terms then of the drive that we have, and this is, you know, this can be regionally, this is definitely nationwide. Within Ireland, we have a lot of, obviously, organisations that rely on a great workforce that are well-trained within areas of STEAM. But I'd like to kind of, it's worth pointing out that Science Foundation Ireland's approach to STEM has helped to shape how we educate young people around STEM. So they want to enhance what's called the science capital of Ireland. And that doesn't just apply to students, to young people, but it applies to the entire population. And what science capital is, is really the ability of people to be able to have a conversation within STEM, to talk about something, to feel that they're part of that and not feel intimidated by it feel that they can make a contribution and that it's relevant so we we're, we have that across the board and and that obviously begins at a young age in school and is a lifelong thing then as well it's amazing Miriam I think it's fascinating and I think what you referred to there about that that more kind of digital approach to science education and upskilling in science is fascinating I think often in schools and maybe more so in post-primary schools, and I'm speaking, like I said, as a post-primary teacher, we are a little bit siloed in that we think there is a language department and there is a maths department and there's a science department and there's the PE department. And, and often we we either don't explore or consider the links, the cross-curricular links, or more realistically, we want to explore them, we don't have the time. But I think the approach that you mentioned in terms of not only kind of paying lip service to that A in STEAM, but to actually implementing it is such a relevant approach when we're talking about teacher training. I also think they're like, I, I'd have to commend you, Miriam, for you mentioned the Science Foundation Ireland are instigating and trying to pursue a conversation about, about science in Ireland and how we approach it 
on a national level, but I also think on a micro level with the pilot project that you've done, you have done exactly that with the teachers that you've been working with. I think it's it's those small micro individual conversations and when we're looking at expanding our professional learning networks, you know, teachers from different schools talking to each other, that's where the real difference is going to come to play. And when teachers start to learn from each other about different approaches and what works for them and why it works, that's where change can really happen and the upskilling of teachers and then students can happen. So well done. Like I, I think it's it's a really um it's really commendable that that pilot that you've done. Thank you, Orna. It's I really enjoyed doing it. I loved to have the chance to give um our work a bit more structure around formal education and to it's been an experiment for us too as well so to see what the needs are there and how we can best meet them and I'm also very aware that you know within any training that we provide it may not be feasible for teachers to immediately roll out that content so we always offer support on an ongoing basis so that they can then take it up when they need to when they're ready to bring it into their lesson plans and just make it more manageable within the classroom for themselves too. That's great. I want to loop back to something you said a couple of minutes ago about the creative element of it and including that and the, I guess the importance of the A perhaps that's been added. I think that's something I've definitely seen and I'm sure you've seen as well with coding particularly, you know, that some people are really drawn to the problem solving aspect of it and the actual coding, whereas other people using something like Scratch, for example, love the creative side of it and, you know, telling stories, making games. But when it comes to STEAM with the sort of five sections, whilst not uh, neglecting that they're all linked in lots of different ways, do you think there's an area that teachers struggle with more than others or that it's harder to equip them for? I think mathematics can be a tricky one to make, you know, cool and um, as engaging maybe and as creative as some of the other areas it doesn't mean that it's impossible and there's really fantastic programs that do address this um you know like maths with james which you're working on but we've got a lot of of ways to try to i think combine those areas of of steam within activities and skills that we try to bring to students and to teachers so often within any new area, whether it's, you know, like you mentioned, scratch within coding, you're you're looking, you're thinking of a lot of different aspects to what you want your your end program to be. And often that will combine those areas. I do think that sometimes mathematics is a trickier one to to sell in a different format, but I think because I'm aware of it, we try to nudge it in the in the direction or into people's focus, just so they they know that it's it's there if they want to focus more on it too. I think Miriam, it's um it's through the likes of things like you do and that allow teachers to begin to see ways that they can implement the STEAM in in what they're doing. I think the individual titles like such as science technology can be quite intimidating and it's in breaking it down and making something tangible and kind of into fun bite-sized chunks or lesson plans um or projects that allows teachers to implement something really creative with their students while also responding to the demands of the curriculum elsewhere as well yes and i uh, while there's obviously some areas that you might find within 
a certain steam activity you're you're focusing more on than another I think it it sometimes does suffice to have that little bite-sized piece of one area and then that can be focused on later on in another capacity um or within another steam session or something like that you know so it's sometimes it's just about those stepping stones towards remember when we did our coding activity and the mathematics around uh you know angles and trigonometry that was within that this applies to what we're learning about today in maths another question for you Miriam if you were to deliver a training you know for an hour or two hours of teachers what is your favorite steam training to deliver what a tough question favorite steam training there's probably so many excellent question oh goodness I do like teaching people how to use scratch I like coding just because I find that it's I, I find that Scratch in particular is maybe a bit surprising for people when they first use it because we all have this vision in our heads of what coding will be, what it looks like. But it often doesn't, within Scratch, it doesn't look that way. It's it's almost like Lego blocks and you connect them together and those are the commands that your, your character or your sprite within Scratch follows. And I think it's it's a nice accessible activity to start off with. It's not too intimidating and it's, you know, it's it's bright and it's colorful. And that's that's obviously great in itself. But it's just a nice way of maybe seeing how manageable that area is, especially something like coding, which is quite intimidating, I think, for people who've not done it before. You know, I I can verify that as well as, as uh, a teacher we spoke about this in a previous episode James we spoke about computer science that I would have been very intimidated by the word coding and scratch actually was the platform that kind of sold it to me when I saw first of all how easy it was to get started but also how complicated it can be so it doesn't have to be real basic stuff it's easy to get involved but you can do really really creative things and like that you know, again I have to think of things as an Irish teacher it doesn't make sense for me to use this potentially in an Irish class go oh my gosh I can you know it, it is really accessible so um I can I can testify that that uh that it is usable and relevant and a nice easy accessible tool to get started with I agree. And one of the things we were saying there about how it can it can grow and you can enhance it within Scratch, you can build your project up so it's huge and makes these amazing games. And it's, you know, there's the there's endless possibilities of what you can do with it. But additionally, then within a lot of block coding platforms, there are options then to switch over to things like JavaScript or to Python, which is a really really wonderful stepping stone into that more traditional coding approach so if you've got students who are pros at scratch and at block coding then that's the kind of way to guide them into that more I suppose formal version of coding too so it has it has a lot of layers to it it's brilliant yeah, I think that's so true. I was when I said we've talked about that in a previous episode, and I'm fully on board with computer science and coding. And I think that um, it's a great way to also show how you can teach maths through it, for example, as well. And also, like obviously, the engineering side of things, as you said, with angles. And so they may be learning those concepts from other areas of the letters, but they maybe don't realize it even as well. And so you talked uh, a couple of minutes ago about 
small sort of stepping stones. So if there's teachers listening who maybe haven't really used STEAM in the classroom before, whether primary or secondary, no matter what subject they're teaching, what would be your like one or two best tips of how to get started? Maybe that's an activity or maybe it's just a, a discussion to start with. How would you recommend they get going? Yeah, that's a really brilliant question, James. And I think we're seeing so much on the news now about how science has really become relevant in our lives. If it's if it's not talking about viruses and vaccines, it's talking about cybersecurity and cryptocurrencies and all of those things. So really it is, we're already to an extent STEAM experts. We're already hearing about it on a daily basis. We're already informing ourselves. And I think sometimes just helping to put it into context a bit and see how we can bring it to the classroom is is kind of a great motivator for that. As I've said, none of our courses have an expectation that anyone has done any STEM at all. And I think if you like to find new activities that are a bit creative, a bit different, this is the thing for you. It's, It's just about taking a bit of a leap there's we offer supports throughout each of the courses so if you are struggling with anything we're really really happy to help you out but a lot of the activities that we share and provide are quite self-sufficient so they have guides and tutorials within them so we, we make sure not to leave you hanging it's it's important that you feel that you can keep going within it whether that's straight away after a training session to bring it to your classroom or whether it's a few months later when you're a bit uh, bit rusty on it and need a, a bit of a push. Yeah, that's great. And then we'll put details of how you can get in touch with Miriam if you want. We don't have any projects that are running over the summer, of course, but we're hoping in September to have opportunities for schools, for teachers, for youth workers to get involved, to learn, to upskill in these areas. So Miriam, thanks so much for coming and sharing some of what you're doing and and chatting to us about STEAM and all it has uh, to bring to the classroom. Thank you, James and Orna. I've really loved chatting to you today and um, I hope that it's enlightened some people about STEAM and and why STEAM is the best. Obviously, I'm biased, but STEAM is the best. I think with all of these things, you know, start small, have a look at what you can do, what you can put in place, maybe in the next month, if you're a primary school teacher or looking in ahead into September, if you're a post-primary teacher. Um, as we said, there'll be links to some videos, which might spark some creative ideas that you can get involved with and give a go. And so, yeah, thanks, Miriam. And thanks, Orna, as always. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Go to Friday, get ready for the weekend, June. Oh, God. It's, well, like, I'm looking into my garden and it's grey and rainy, so I can't think of anything that's exciting. And uh, for some reason, walking on sunshine keeps coming into my head. And I think that's because it, I'm looking into a grey, rainy garden and I wish that there was sunshine out there. <laughs> But I let you guys wrap up.